we are on the Yutes Amad Aleph on by the two words from the top line, Tanur Rabbanan. Tanur Rabbanan, the Rabbanan learned, Nois ne mezoinis fne akela vachatzer, noit leviyoitza ve einis kakin loit. So this halacha is, if they, now going back to what we, what we said in the Mishnah, you're not supposed to go ahead and say, do things that's going to go ahead and bring to potential chil of Shabbos. Over here, by giving a dog to eat, you're potentially going to come to a situation where, you potentially come to a situation where the dog's going to take it from Rishus HaYachad to Rishus HaRabim. We don't really care. Now over here, obviously, it's talking about, we'll see, Taisus over here says it's talking about in a case where it's a dog that you're going to go ahead and feed. Rashi says, excuse me, Rashi says, Kelev, you must have to go ahead and feed him. We don't worry about that. We said, similarly, you can go ahead and give food. He can take it on walking out and we walk out with it, we don't care. So again, even though I'm not allowed to hand, I'm not allowed to go ahead and hand food to a guy from Rosh Yachet to Rosh Hashanah or vice versa, but if I give it to the guy and the guy walks out, that's not going to go ahead and be a problem. Hasulam, what if tell me both cases? Hainuhach, it's the same thing. Madatema, goy the dog is the same thing. Madatema, ha rami alay, ha loy rami alay. At the end of the day, you mechoyv, it's your dog, you mechoyv to feed it. But it's a goy, you're not mechoyv to go ahead and feed the goy. Kamash malan, that you go mechoyv to go ahead and feed both. Now here's the question. The question over here is, is why am I, why am I feeding a goy? So Tosis over here, if you look at Tosis, Tosis goes here and asks the kashim, why am I feeding a guy on Shabbos if I'm not mechoyv to go ahead and feed him? So Tosis says, Yeshloima, the kivin, mefarnasin, aniyah, enochim, imani, Yisrael. Because when it comes to tzedakah, you're supposed to go ahead and give tzedakah to both aniyim who are goyim and aniyim who are yidin as well. So a poor goyim mechoyv to go ahead and give tzedakah to. Why? Mishum darkei shalim. Because of darkei shalim. It's considered that you have to go ahead and the mezayin is the feed is on you. Well, in is a tayrich shvust rabbanon because if it's just the union of tayrich and shvust rabbanon, we don't allow you to do it. Ah, oh, but the taisis, the last two lines of taisis are important. To have a union as he's malach beyontiv, but to do malach on yontiv, to have an isa dairaisa, it's isa dairaisa. The lach is I'm only allowed to go out and cook for myself. I'm not allowed to cook for somebody else for a guy. So taisis avada lechashem zaynesecha lecha. You cannot go ahead and make extra food to go ahead and cook for your guy. So if you're cooking on yontiv and you want to feed your guy, it's not a problem. Go ahead and feed your guy, but don't put an extra piece of chicken in. Because Evid's not a problem. Because Evid Zichi allowed to feed him because that's like feeding your animal. So we're not talking about Evid over here. We're talking about Stam guy. Right? Levahemtucha, he says in the Pasik. The Pasik we said yesterday. Goes ahead and says, Levahemtucha, Abducha, Levahemtucha, we say it every, every Shabbos morning we make Kiddush. Of course, that's not a problem. But over here, the Gemara wants to say Stam guy. That's the assumption we're talking about over here. Not your Evid. That's a Nakri, it's Stam Nakri. That's why Toysi addresses the Kasha. Why am I Mechoyiv? It's not Mazoni Secha Lecha. Or else, an Evid, Mazoni Secha Lecha. Never, I'm a chuyif to go and feed him. That's part of it. Tanur banan leyaska adam kelev nachri. So over here you can deal with the different issue, an issue that of skar shabbos. So on Friday you're not supposed to go ahead and rent out. Friday you should not go ahead and say rent something to a guy because it looks like the guy is going ahead and using it for your for, for yourself, using it on shabbos for you. That's considered skar shabbos. Okay, leyaska adam kelev nachri be'erev shabbos. On Erev Shabbos. But Dalit Vahey, if it's on Wednesday or Thursday, it's Mutzah. 
Kiyotzeboi. Now, before we go Vaita, if you look at Tosis, Tosis right away, Loyaska, about five lines in. For Asa, Fishenirik and Noitel Schar Shabbos. It looks like he's taking Schar Shabbos. Alf Pish Meskirtoi Yachat Chodish. Even even if I'm going ahead and I'm giving it to him for a month, right? If I give it to the guy for a month, or if I'm renting it for a year or for a month, it's still considered Schar Shabbos, right? A Shvua, the Meskirtoi Yom Efil Brevi Asa. For a day of Adah, even if I'm renting him only for Shabbos, of course, then it's going to be Asa to go ahead and do it just for Shabbos. But over here, it's talking about. Where even if I'm renting him for a month, don't go ahead and give it to him on a Friday because it looks like you're giving him Skar Shabbos. This is something that Shui, we deal with in our industry where we have to deal with Skar Shabbos. Um, you have to have a guy as a partner in order to deal with one of the issues that we have. The Shtaris that I made is a Skar Shabbos issue. So, but it has to be real when you do the Skar Shabbos for a guy. So the mechanics way it works is basically is you go ahead and you're going to give, a, you give the guy a loan that he has to give you back at a certain interest rate. And you work it out to approximately what what your revenue and Shabbos is going your your profit and Shabbos is going to be, and you try balancing it out that way. So there's some sort of formula that they do. Um, Yako Frommer is the expert about is the expert in this. He does it. The guy out of Lakewood does it. He's very very good. And there's a Rabbi Best from Los Angeles as well that's very good that does it. Okay, Zark Vaite. So he said Ein Meshalchin. The next thing, um, so Gemara says. Yeah, oh, is there a tr- yeah, that's part of it. That's part of the issue that it's not an aroma. So one of the issues they came in recently, it's not an aroma. How often are you doing chew-ups? Uh, the Cohen, I think the Gerardine doesn't believe in it. Right, he's the guy, big guy that doesn't believe in it, exactly. And he's a, he's a straight shooter, Rabbi Cohen. Yeah. Whatever, I had the conversation, he says it doesn't work. So Yaakov Frama has a way it works, it's even according to Rabbi Cohen. I can give you his number. I'll show you his number. It's okay. I'll give it to your brother. That's their only problem, that's all. <laughs> so he says, You're not supposed to go ahead and send a letter. So if I'm using a guy as a messenger to deliver a letter on Shabbos, I'm not supposed to go ahead and do it. So he says, But on Wednesday and Thursday, he never used the guy as a messenger in order to go ahead and send a letter on Shabbos. Now, before we go right there, we'll give, let's just, before we talk about sending, using the, the post office, UPS, FedEx, etc., let's see the next Gemara till the end, and then we'll go through it. If you go ahead and go ahead and make up Amount of money, how much you're going to go ahead and pay the guy before Shabbos to go ahead and take the letter for you on Shabbos? That's not a problem. And Rashi says that keeping the koytzli domin day Torah, being that you are going ahead and giving him money, so he's being Torah for himself, not for you, and it's not a problem. So therefore, if you put something in a FedEx or UPS, U.S. Postal Service, even potentially a letter, you already prepaid for the delivery. So therefore, that would not go ahead and be a problem. Now, beshamay Omrim. Now, it's very clear, according to the Rabbeinu Hananel here, and we'll see the Gemara later, this talking about, this next Gemara is talking about, where I didn't establish a price for a guy. So I sent my messenger out on his moped or his bicycle to deliver a parcel for me on Erev Shabbos. So it's has me enough time for the parcel to be delivered to the, to the person that I intend to deliver to before Shabbos. That's Beshamay Shita. 
So again, if I'm sending it, let's say Manhattan, I'm sending it to Long Island. It's going to take the guy three hours to drive out to Long Island, wherever it is, with traffic. He has to have at least three hours to go ahead and get there. Has to be enough time that he can get into the town itself. It doesn't have to get to the guy's house itself. He paid for it, so it shouldn't be a problem. I read him talking out to say for the Gemara. And for the Gemara, if he didn't make up an established price, until it gets to the guy's house, meaning the receiver, it gets to the town. And I will send the Reishi, and I will send it all. So what will be a case where you can't send it at all? And for the Gemara, like Kasha, the Kviya Beidoar Bemasa, Hoid like Kviya Beidoar Bemasa. What's a Beidoar? So Beidoar, Rashi says, is Shultan Evalorigil Nishloyach Igeris. You send it to Igeris. I looked at the Mishnabura in, in Reish Mem Zion. Mishnabura says the postmaster. So the way it worked back then was, if there was a postmaster that was in charge of the city, was Kviya, there was a steady postmaster, then it's not a problem. He's in charge of going ahead and making sure all the parcels get delivered. In such a case, it's not a problem. But if it's a small little rural town of 300 people, and there's no post office there, the post office is open once a week, and the only way in order to go ahead and get letters delivered or parcels delivered in that town has to be through the post office. So I'm worried if I'm going to send my guy on Erev Shabbos, he's not going to find the postmaster. So he's going to have to go two towns over, right? He's going to have to go to Woodridge, or he's going to have to go over to Monticello to find the postmaster. He's going to have to go to find the postmaster. He's not going to have enough time to get to before Shabbos. Therefore, we don't allow him to go ahead and bring it to him. Everybody holds, even Beis Hill, a Meshalchim, you're not going to be able to go ahead and send that on Erev Shabbos. That's the way, um, that's the way most Rishonim explain this Gemara. Okay, so that's Gemara Vaita. Tanu Rabbanu, we're going to learn a new halacha. Ema fligim b'svina, pachas v'gimel yom, kardim l'shabbos. So the Gemara says now, is that you're not supposed, not supposed to go ahead and depart on a boat, on a cruise, we're right after Tuesday. It has to be at least three days before Shabbos. So what's Pshat? That there has to be at least three days before Shabbos. So again, over here, if you look up the... I know Shema, you do this stuff. The Dershim Meshavura and the Shabbos. So if you look it up, he gives a beautiful um, introduction in Simon Reishman Ches. What would be the issue of getting on a boat three days before Shabbos? So it's really, it's Machlaikis Rishayim. The Rif says the issue is, is you get seasick the first three days and it stares in the Oynik Shabbos. So therefore we say, before three days before Shabbos, don't go ahead and get on a boat. The Baal Morris has a diff- different issue. The Baal Morris says, is that it's an ino pekuch nefesh. Why? You're not supposed to put yourself in a situation when you may come to go ahead and be over an Isser Shabbos because of pekuch nefesh. The Baal Morris says, what does it mean? You're worried. The boats are dangerous back then. And if something happens, you'd have to go ahead and be mechal Shabbos. So don't put yourself in a situation where you go ahead and have to be mechal Shabbos. Now, why only three days? Because three days, you're trying to say three days is the first... First three days after Shabbos is attributed to the last Shabbos. So therefore, it's only the next three days that we're concerned about the coming up Shabbos. You cannot do anything that's going to affect the coming up Shabbos. That is the Balamar. And then additionally, there is, there's over here Rebbein Hananel and Toysis. Rebbein Hananel wants to say it's a issue, that your boat goes out of the Tchum. It's potentially going out of the Tchum. And the, the, the Toysis over here brings down, it's, it's, it's the carnival because it's swimming. You know you're not supposed to go to the carnival seat later and you're not supposed to swim on Shabbos. And that's the reason why over here as well, you should not go ahead and get in a boat three days before Shabbos. If I'm going to Dvar Mitzvah, then it's not a problem. So, but why? Because Dvar Mitzvah, let's go through the reasons. Oinik Shabbos, I'm not worried about. All these reasons, I'm not worried about Dvar Mitzvah. 
You have to go over to the captain and tell the captain, hey, here's the deal, that we want you to go ahead and stop the boat on Shabbos, even though he's not going to go ahead and stop the boat. You don't have to go ahead and tell the captain. If you're going to take a very short boat ride, even there Shabbos, you're allowed to go ahead and take that short boat ride. Okay, so this is obviously a discussion, if you want to go into it, about different shilas you can get on trains on Shabbos, on some cipher, and the other Achorinim discussed this, but this is the basis to that, to those Gemaras. Tarabon, Nerbon learn, you're not supposed to besiege a city, meaning you're not supposed to go ahead and go to a city and go to a city to go ahead and surround it, besiege it, more than three days before Shabbos. Why? So if you go pshat, like we said from the Rif, it makes sense because three days before Shabbos, you're worried that three days before Shabbos, you're worried that the... Um, the soldiers are going to be nervous the first three days, so therefore you tell them to go ahead and wait at least two, three days before. Of course, if you start besieging the city, the Jewish soldiers, the Allah is a seeking can continue going even on Shabbos. It's not Be Shammai. Again, we point out when it's Shammai and Zakan himself, even on Shabbos. So he said that, going back to the Mishnah, said that in his father, they used to go ahead and... Um, in the base Abba, in his father's house, when they gave a clean loven to the kaivis, a white, white clothing to the cleaners to clean, it took long to clean. He used to give it to them at least three days before Shabbos. That's for the cleaners does not go ahead and clean it on Shabbos. So he said that that, that was the story. That Tanya Amr Tzadik Kachayim and Hagish Beis Galil Shayim Neisim clean loven the kaivis give a yom kaidin the Shabbos. If it was a white clothing, it was three days before Shabbos. If it's tzvuyim and if it was colored clothing, you fill a barrier of Shabbos. Even on every Shabbos, with the Reim Lamadnu, from his, their words we learn. You see, it's hard to go ahead and clean. It's hard to go ahead and clean um, white clothing more than colored clothing. He went ahead and gave a piece, uh, a article of colored clothing to a cleaners. I'm like, how much do you want to, want me to pay for it for the cleaning? I'm like, I want you to pay me for like a white, but the regular white shirt that you give me, you your colored shirt. No, the story of Galil, you see, it's much harder to clean white. Being that it's harder to clean white, you can charge more for white. I'm giving you color clothing that should be cheaper. So you're trying to rip me off? Go ahead and give me the cheaper price. Omar Abaya. Hi, man, the yod, monolakatro, the mishcha, not so late, the mishcha, nishka, when you give your cloak or your robe to the cleaners to go ahead and clean, measure it on the way in and measure it on the way out. Why? Because if he may stretch it, and then it's going to be too big on you, or at the same time, he may shrink it, and it's going to be too small on you. So the last thing we said in the Mishnah, both Shammai and Hillel agreed that when it came to crushing grapes, or right, we said, the last step of crushing the grapes, and crushing olives, and Erev Shabbos, they allowed to go ahead and do it. We explained in the Mishnah, the reason why you're allowed to go ahead and do it is because what the Gemara is going to say right now, you're at a point where what's the Isser of squeezing on Shabbos? The issue of, of Shik is the issue of Mefarik. You're separating the juices from the flesh. But we're here, we're talking about at a point where the juices were already separated from the flesh. You're just trying to get out the last of the juices. And really the Malach is Nasa the Atzma. You're not doing anything. All you're doing is, is putting a very, very heavy stone or a heavy block on top of the grapes. Okay, on top of the grapes or on top of the olives, and it presses down, so it happens on its own. So even 
Rabbi Shammai would agree that you're allowed to do it, it's allowed to happen on Shabbos itself. And the Gemara is going to explain why. So he says, Ma'ish nahani kulu de gazer be Shammai, What's prat? In all the cases in the Mishnah that we went ahead and said that you can't go ahead and soak dye in there, um, ink on every Shabbos because the givul is going to happen on Shabbos. And I'll put the nets out because the word is going to capture on Shabbos. All these things we said, Shami had a problem. Over here, she had a problem as well because the squeezing is going to happen on Shabbos. So the Gemara, she says, All these things, if I actually did the Malach on Shabbos, then it would be an Issa Malach on Shabbat. So therefore Shammai said, you're not allowed to go ahead and do it. Oh, but, but the case of, our case over here, the Yavli B'Shabbat M'chayv Chattas. Gazu B'Yav Shammai, Erev Shabbat M'chashecha. Erev Shabbat, when it gets dark, you're not supposed to do it. Kurs Be'i Sabahad, V'Guli Gat, the Yavli B'Shabbat M'chayv Chattas. Being if you did an Erev, on Shabbat, on Erev Shabbat, you're not M'chayv Chattas. Being if you did on Shabbat itself, you're not M'chayv Chattas. Loi Gazru. Did not go ahead and weren't goyzer or anything. So therefore, in Eric Shabbos, Sheikh, if you did it, it's not a problem. Now we're going to see what, who's the Tana that said. Now we're going to source it. And we're going to have two different sources. And basically, to the, in the middle of the next Amr, we're going to want to go and find out why each source doesn't say the other source. Source number one. Man Tana Komi Dami. If something happens on its own, it's not a problem on Shabbos. Amr Rabbi Yesi, Amr Rabbi Yesi, Bechanin Rabbi Shmali. This is Shitz Rabbi Shmal. The time we learned, Hashum is garlic. Boys is unripe grapes. Amalilis is these are um, uh, these are uh, unripe grains. You crush them already by day. And Rashi says, When it turns night, you'll have to let them go ahead and finish be squeezed. Why? Look at the bottom Rashi. Rashi's looking for Melisis, excuse me, Melilis, the second of the bottom Rashi. Some this is the important part. What happens is by Rasika, by crushing it, that's when the initial juices start separating from these grains and from these different items. And the Lach is Yigmar, the next Rashi. Look at Chila on their own. It's Mutlak Chila to let them go ahead and run out on their own. Okay? So, Rabbi Yisbechlin says, Chita is Rabbi Shmal. So, Gemara says, so that is that his Chita. Rabbi Kiva says, Lo Yigmar, don't finish them. Okay? Because he, he holds, Rabbi Kiva holds the problem. Let's, the point is Rabbi Shmal. Now the next sheet is Rebelaza Omar Rebelaza. Who's these two Rebelazas? It's very interesting. Rashi says the first Rebelaza is Rebelaza ben Padas, that Moira, it's a Moira. And the next Rebelaza is Rebelaza ben Shemua, which is Eitana. And Stam Tana is Rebelaza ben Shemua. So it's a Rebelaza, Rebelaza, Tanya, we learned, Chalas Vashiriskan. So here we're talking about honeycombs. If I have a honeycomb and I squeeze it, and the honey started coming out of it. Be'er Shabbos, Yatsumi Atzman. And it starts going on on its own on Shabbos. You don't have to stop it. Excuse me. Yotzmi atzmon oser. It's oser. Belazer, Belazer says matter. It's not a problem. So our sheet over here, sheet is Belazer. Tapping on its own. So therefore, it's not a problem. Rabbi Yosi, Rabbi Chanina, my tiny own loyama Belazer. What's the reason why Rabbi Yosi, Rabbi Chanina didn't go ahead and learn like Rabbi Belazer? Why did he go to Rabbi Shmuel? Amalchasam had me kara oichel v'soif oichel. Over there, meaning by a honeycomb, the honey itself was food, and now it's food after it comes out as well. Hacher, in the case of a grape, or a zayas, or an olive, mikara oichel, initially starts out as a food item, the hash mashka, now it turns into a liquid. So if it's a big chiddish, that you're allowed to go ahead and do it. For Belazer, Amalach, I, to Kasher Belazer, therefore we don't have a right to our case. Our case was, right, what was our case? Our case was the olives and the grapes, that he put the big stone and a big, big piece of wood on it, and let it go out and press in it. 
Why Bachanina, meaning the Cheshit is Rabbi Shmal, Amalach, Lav Itmalah, Amarava Bachanina, Amrab Yechanan, the Machusrin, Dicha, Kula Amal, Loi Pligi. So we're going to see over here there's really three stages that you go ahead and you do the crush, crush grapes. And one is the Risik, which is, the, which is the, the, the cutting it up. Number two is the Dicha, which is the pounding. Pounding is really that first stage that starts to go ahead and get all the juices to ooze out. Everybody agrees if you didn't pound it, it's also to do it on Shabbos, because you're doing Isser of Mefarit. Okay, and Rashi says, look at Rashi. Mechusin dich komeloi pligi da siri the teinan he gemeres nimsa kol also be Shabbos doing everything on Shabbos. He pligi mechasim tzchika. Just the last step when she's going out on its own. Vani nami ki mechasim dicha dami. Oh, he wants to say that in the case of Rishmal, it's maybe still considered like it's it, because being that it's only Rishuk, it didn't have dicha yet, so therefore he would not maybe agree to that case over there. Oh, but still, and he passing like Rabbi Shmuel. So we're going to go into a new sugi over here, and just once we're bringing into the into we're bringing machlekes and we continue over here. Shemen shall badrin machzela shall badrin. So Rashi over here says this is the leftover olive that was the oil that was either in the press or the mats that were used to color cover the olives in the press. Is that have a dinner muksa or not? So what does muksa typically mean? Muksa is something you max before Shabbos, meaning I never had intentions to use it before Shabbos. I don't want it. So being that this is leftover olive oil that's in the floor, whatever it is, look at Rashi. Rashi says, Shemesh Abadrin, the second line, Hamishtayab is Zavius Abad, that's left in the corner of the bad. It's left in the corner of the, of the press. So it's not something you really want. It's not something intentionally you really want. So if it's not something you want, you never had a mind to use it on Shabbos. Am I allowed to use it on Shabbos? We have Machlaikis over here. Rav says it's awesome. Shmuel says it is Mutter. And we're going to see in a second what's the reason. Rav holds it's awesome. He holds the concept of Muksa. It's Machlaikis between Yehuda and Shimon. Does Muksa. No, in general, muksa. I'm saying something else. Muksa in general means something that I'm not going to use in Shabbos. I'm a maksa. I have no, I guess, intention. I have no, I, I, I have no intention of using my car on Shabbos, right? I'm not allowed to. So the whole car becomes muksa. I'm not really supposed to even touch the car, right? That's what he's saying. I'm supposed to lean on a car. So that's the general concept of muksa, is what we're saying over here. So these covers that I used to cover my olives in my press on Shabbos, I have no intention of ever using them. Being that I have no intention of ever using them, so therefore it's considered muksa. But we're gonna later we're gonna see we're gonna have machlokes if there's a concept of muksa at all. Machlokes of Yehuda and Shimon, very famous machlokes. So Rab that says Aser, he holds like like Rabbi Yehuda that there is muksa, right? And Shmuel that says it's mutter holds like um, holds like Rabbi Shimon that there is no there is no there is no muksa. So you don't have to worry about it. Now let's see a similar case. You got it, Aaron? Yes. Okay, no problem. Hani Karvi de Zuzi. So we have a new case over here. What's the Karvi de Zuzi? Rashi says over here, these are also, these were big tarps that were used to cover pragmatis, that was put on boats, on ships, 
Rav Osir. Rav says that you're not allowed to touch on Shabbos, it's Muksa. Shmuel Shari, again, Shitasai, Rav holds it's Muksa, therefore it's Osir. Shmuel says it's Mutter. So, Vaiter, Amra Machman, Ezel Chalva. If I have a goat that I use, Dafka, for its milk, or Rachel, if I have a sheep, Legizza, that I use just for its wool, or Tanagarlis, a chicken, Lebetsasa, I use it just for its, for its eggs. Ture, if I have oxen de ridya, I use dafka for plowing. Or tamri de iska, I have date trees that I use, the palm trees that I use just for the dates. Rav Aser, Rav says it's Aser, and over here we're talking about even on Yontif, it's not Menamuchan, it's not prepared, because I have no intention of using it. Shmuel Mutter, and it's argued, and it says Mutter. But commifically, they argue, they argue, do you have Muksa or not? Look at Rashi, the first Rashi in the wide line. Behuda is like Muksa with Perik Achram, we'll see in the last Perik, also it's also like Yontif. Elam Kain, his memory, I do. The Shimon Shari, the Shimon at the point of Shimon, it is Mutter. Ahu Talmida, the oire, the oire be charta de Argus. Okay? So we had this Talmidim that lived in the area of Argus. It's an every place. Okay? Argus Rashi's other method. Ham Gushi Shabal Oisir. He built that city. And we'll see, Rashi says, a very interesting Rashi. It's glad to see it. Rashi says, from Nuna Barba, excuse me, Darba, he lived there. Vadayim Oris Krose Kayemes Bof. You want to look at where Huna's buried? He's buried over there in that city. He found in the Truva. Okay, interesting Rashi over here. So the point over here is, is these Talmidim that lived in this town went ahead and paskined like Rabbi Shimon that what? That there is no Muksa. So, Shanta Rav Nuna, Ramuna put him to Cherim. In fact, Gemara, Rabbi Shimon's real on. I, we paskined like Rabbi Shimon, there is real no Muksa in their Raisa. Gemara says, Ba'asar the Rav Hava. No, it was in the area of Rav. Rav is Machma and the Paskin like Rabbi Yehuda. Therefore, they had no right to go ahead and pass like Rabbi Shimon. There were two So this is later. We're going to see that if somebody has a fire in his house on Shabbos, we say that you're not supposed to go ahead and be matzel. Certain takanas were put into place. How much can you go ahead and save from your house? Why were these takanas put in place? They were put in place because they were worried that you're going to go ahead and put out the fire on Shabbos. There's a stira later in two different missions. The Gemara later discussed, there's a stira in two different missions, how much you're allowed to take out of your, your house on Shabbos. And the Gemara later in the Kuf Chof on the base is going to be Yashar the stira in one of two ways. The Rav Huna's way of being Yashar the stira and it's going to be Rav Rabber Zavda's way of being Yashar the stira. The one way to be Yashar the stira is, it depends, we're going to see again, we'll see it later, but just a quick overview. It depends if you're going into your own Rishus, we're going to a dip into the chotzer. So the question is going to be, how many baskets can you go ahead and take out at the same time? And how, how much food, which way can you take out more or less? So one mandama, one of them passing like Rav Huna, you can only take one. The other one passing like Rabbi Rav Zavda, that you can go ahead and take as many as you want. All right, let's already do the Mishnah. Because we have another three minutes. Ein Tzoylen Basar this is what we said before in Beis Hill, right? We talked about that even Beis Hill that holds that you're not Mechoyim and Shvises Kalim, so you're allowed to go ahead and have your Kalim do work for you. But as far as Bishel is concerned, we said that you're not allowed to go ahead and allow food to cook for you on Shabbos. Why? Because you're going to go ahead and stir the coals. Now we said that what's considered cooked, so already Tysus pointed out, which is going to be Agamara tomorrow, as we cook Kamaichel Ben Drusoy, which is a shlish, which is a third cook, but it's the Ben Drusoyim, we're Ganovim. 
Now over here we say that you're not supposed to go ahead and be toilet bottle beyer el yoim has to be enough roasted by day kamachab and drisoi. Then you can leave it on the fire on Shabbos. Ain't no it's impossible tanner mechashecha. You're not supposed to go ahead and put bread into a oven when it turns um, when it turns dark. Flecharora gabach gacholim or bagel on top of of coals el kadeshi kiru panel. That it has to go ahead and get hardened during the day. Now, if anybody remembers, they used to have these the oven. There was an oven. There was a guy Eli had an oven in the Bukhari Shuk in Yerushalayim. That remember that oven? It was like an old oven that he used to go ahead and take pitas and put them flatten like in the time of the base of English on the walls of the oven. And the oven and the pitas used to go ahead and expand on the walls of the oven. So that's the tanur we're talking about. And we want to make sure that the pita that goes on the side of the oven actually goes ahead and turns like a brownish color. And the Gemara is going to have a shayla. Doesn't mean it turns on the brownish color on the, on the part that's sticking to the wall or the part that's facing, right, the hole in the oven, which is the tanner. Just the bottom part is enough. The shalshan sapes, we had this in the Gemara before as well, that if Arab Pesach is on Shabbos, so what happens is we know you start cooking the carbon pesach, you start broiling, you start you start you start roasting the carbon pesach on air pesach. The problem is it goes into Shabbos. So what do you do? You stick it into the into the into the oven. It was like one of these ovens that you stuck it in downwards, right? So the lachim shalshon the pesach batanim chasheicha umachizin es arb meduras beisamoyked. The beisamoyked was a room that was off to the side of the base of Mikdash, where the counter used to sleep there. They used to have their steps down to the mikvah, was underneath the base of Mikdash. They had a big flame down there, where they used to go ahead and the counter used to warm up at, because they used to walk on a barefoot on a marble floor, especially in the winter, it got cold. So the luck is, is that as long as you light the fire a little bit, meaning it doesn't have to catch on the whole pile of wood, that would be enough to go ahead and Go ahead, consider be lit before Shabbos. We do a space in Moikid, Begvulin. But if you do it at a base in Migdash, Allah is going to be, it has to be until Achiyachis or Berubai. Until most of it goes on fire. Yudaima, Bechamim, Koshu. Even a little bit. Okay, we'll go into the details of this Gemara tomorrow. Shkaya.